Good morning, friends. My name is Andy Steelsmith. My family and I worship at Hillsong Church, Century City. I minister to the gangs in Manenberg and across Cape Town, where they call me the gang pastor. Following on from last week's chat on Steps of Faith, today I want to talk about throwing your nets out on the other side of the boat. As Christians, we so often seem to remember the times of challenge in our lives rather than the times of great blessing. It seems that we are so often being challenged, attacked, tested or refined as believers, and yet even if the seasons of blessing sometimes seem lean or far apart, they absolutely always return. In fact, the times of greatest trial always seem to precede the times of greatest blessing. At least that certainly has been the case in my faith walk. And so today I'm reminding myself, as much as you, that when the fish just don't seem to be biting, that we should focus on the other side of the boat. This past week has seen some of the craziest, bloodiest and most illogical intra-gang fighting that I've ever seen or experienced in Manenberg. Wherever I have turned in an effort to help bring peace, another literal firefight has broken out, usually within a few hundred feet of where we were standing. This past week has reminded me of the story of the disciples fishing all night and yet not catching a single fish. In John 21 it says, Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night long. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, Fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, Throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. And then later in the passage it says, Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. You see, friends, obedience produces fruitfulness. And every time I read this story, I'm struck by that simple truth. Scripture talks to how we need to show obedience in order to produce fruitfulness. Time and time again in the scriptures we see this. Jesus says in Mark 10, your faith has healed you. And in John 5, he says, pick up your mat and walk. In the story of Lazarus, he said, Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Then to the others, Go ahead, take away the stone. Then Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. And he came out. And we all know the improbable that happens in the story of the fall of Jericho. And so, friends, it too can be the same in our lives. You see, God calls us to do just what he says to do, even if it seems illogical or ridiculous to do what he is asking. Another great lesson in this text is that absolute obedience shows our faithfulness to God. If we go back to John 21, you have to imagine that the disciples were asking themselves, why would casting the nets onto the other side of the boat make any difference at all? After all, they'd been there all day without catching a single fish. But then a stranger who they didn't initially recognize as Jesus says to cast on the other side of the boat. They do this in a last-ditch effort in the hope of doing something different and that it might produce a different result. I've read one commentary that suggests the right side of the boat may have even been the side closest to the shore, and thus was shallower water. Yet again, more unlikely to show up a catch of great fish. Generally, the deeper the water, the more plentiful the catch. But what a different result this illogical action produced. Abundance. But the key here, friends, was not the size of the catch, but their obedience in response to Jesus. I'm sure we all have areas in our lives where we believe that God has spoken and told us to do something that doesn't seem to make sense. In my case, it didn't make sense that a privileged entrepreneur would work closely 
amongst the gangs of the Cape Flats. But God spoke, and I'm glad that on this occasion I obeyed. What examples, friends, can you think of where God has spoken and it hasn't seemed sensible, and yet you've obeyed and either seen his purposes fulfilled, or just simply had the peace that comes from knowing that you've been obedient despite that having come potentially at a cost? Finally, friends, it's all about his timing, not ours. You see, God's timing and the act of casting the net to the other side is the key here. It has to be in his timing, not ours. He's always on time, he's never early, but he's also never late. You see, it wasn't about the other side. It was about being obedient to God's perfect will and in his perfect timing. Jesus always knew their need, but he came and provided them with the answer just in time. Let's pray. Father God, I ask today that you will help us to be obedient so as to produce good fruit. That you will help us to have the courage and wisdom to be absolutely obedient in pursuing the things you've called us to, even if it seems illogical. And finally, that you'll allow us to rest in and trust in your perfect timing. Amen.